Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And it is my pleasure to introduce you today to Amanda Horvath. Now, Amanda is an internet online marketing influencer. I first met you, Amanda, um, online. I saw you on YouTube and I was just amazed at your videos. They were so helpful. You have thousands and thousands of subscribers. You are the first true internet influencer that I think I've met <laughs> who can actually teach us something. And I'm so excited that you're here. How are you doing today, Amanda? I'm doing fantastic. So excited to spend this time with you and just dive into profitable happiness. This is just going to be so much fun. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. No, yeah. We talked about the idea of profitable happiness. And again, as I said, I get so excited when I can talk to people who are actually walking the talk, who are actually living a life in which the thing that makes them happy is also the thing that is profitable for them. So given that, can you tell us a little bit about Amanda, you know, you are the video marketing success person that I'm aware of who's teaching people how to use video to become successful in entrepreneurship. How did you get on this path? So I ran a video marketing company for six years. And during that time, I worked with so many different entrepreneurs and, and completely fell in love with entrepreneurship. So even before that, I went to film school I graduated, I realized I need to market my own skills. How do I market myself? How do I get clients? And I was living in LA and it's like a super hyper competitive market, right? If a, as a videographer in LA, you got to be cutthroat to survive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so marketing became an obsession of mine. And so I, comp I combined marketing and video together and at the time, honestly thought I coined the term video marketing. <laughs> no one was talking about it. Wow. Like, you know, and, and so I fell in love with working with business owners and entrepreneurs and figuring out how do we use video to genuinely get results, not just create a cool video, which is what most videographers want to do, something that looks great for their reel, but how do we actually make an impact on the business owner genuinely spreading their message to other people. And as I did this, I learned that over and over again, most people don't know what they're doing when it comes to video. You can say that again. <laughs> yeah. And it was frustrating to me because I, I'm this blonde hair, blue eyed girl. And I would, I've done hundreds of videos with different, like really top tier clients. And over and over again, I was starting from scratch with each client of they have an idea, they think their idea is better and, or that it's really good. I come and say, hey, you know, I don't think that idea is going to work. Maybe you should consider this. And because of the way that I look, because of the age that I was, it was a constant, nope, we're not going to do that. You are here to click record and just be the, tech, the technician, really. And it got to the point where I was starting to become so bitter about what I was doing because I was really good at it, but I felt like there was this pat on the back, you know, oh, you're, you're cute. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, like you don't, we don't need your advice. Um, just whatever. And I, I came to the point where I realized, okay, 
I know that this works for brands that are established. I've worked with a lot of amazing clients. I've helped them do it. But how can I help someone that is, has zero experience, they currently do not exist online, go use video to start playing the game? Because if no one at the top really knows what they're doing with video, this is a massive opportunity. Yet I'd pitch clients on this and I'd kept getting turned down. And so I realized, you know what? Why don't I step in front of the camera and try this with my own brand to see if it works? Mm. And that launched me into a whole new world of business and transitioning into online, the online course model away from the service-based business model and really owning that freedom that I've always been chasing. Wow. You know, it saddens me so much to, to hear that you and I actually have a similarity in stories. It's not a good one, but it's, it's, it's just so sad that someone would just look at you and make assumptions, just as you say, because you're you know, blonde and blue-eyed. You know, the funny thing is when I first saw a video of yours, I watched the entire video and I watched another one before I actually knew um, about you and before I sent you an invitation because you were teaching so clearly and so you were so patient with the, the video uh, training process. And so I, I just think it's sad that people miss out, um, you know, when they, when they make those judgments of a book uh, before they actually open the book and read it. Um, so, but, but given that, you know, so, so you've, you've obviously made this a career, you've moved squarely into this. How did you decide that you were going to niche, niche down, right, into the focus on the combining entrepreneurship and video? Is it a very natural thing for you? Or did you have to think very carefully about, okay, who's going to actually buy what I can do well? You know, how did you get, get there? Yeah. So even before I, I say that, I want to touch upon what you just said, because I think this is such an important thing to hone in on. Yeah. And I really feel the need to like put my foot down in this area and start like sharing my story and inspiring other people. And I think that what's cool about video and what's happening online today is if you are the person that is being looked at, that is being judged for the book cover, right? Before people actually yeah, open yeah, the book, yeah. we have an opportunity today that we've never had before to anyone can tell their story. Mm. Everyone has the ability to step in front and it takes like, and we'll get into this a little bit more later, but it takes you recognizing first and foremost that you do have something valuable to share and that even though there's people out there that might not look like you doing what you want to be doing in the future, you might be the first person to step up and do that and then you'll inspire more people to do it. So I just wanted to plug that at the beginning. Well, <laughs> you know, what you just said reminded me of uh, Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. Mm. Because yes. what you've shared really is probably the answer to my question about why video for you, right? Because video really is a place where your, 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 your purpose, everything is real. Everything can be exposed. It's the, it's, the only, it's the one medium where you can actually feel everything at once. You can hear someone, you can see them, you can laugh, you can cry. It's all there. Mm -hmm. um, but g give us a sense again, though, of your you know, sort of passion around video and, and what it means to you on all kinds of levels. Absolutely. So when I was first starting, it was, it, I had this like mission statement in a way. It was like, let's 
record history by capturing the present and altering the future because of it. Ooh, I like that. I like that. And it's so true. You know, like right now, we're just hanging out casually on a Friday talking, yet at the same time, like we are recording this moment in time in history. We're recording our thoughts. And, you know, like if we can always look back at this moment and see who we were at that period of time. And in today's culture where you just pop on real quick, you start doing an Instagram story or something, it feels really, you know, whatever, taboo, like our mediocre, mm-hmm. average kind of recording. Yet it's really cool to be able to like go back and look at your archives and what you're doing. And so it's just so crazy to think about the future of the, imagine if we could, if right now you could watch a video of your great grandfather talking at 28 years old about his, his budding business. Yeah. That's the opportunity that we have today. Wow. So that's what gets me so excited about video. Wow. Well, you know, um, when I started in, in my creative career, I was actually a fine artist. I, 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 was, I, I loved drawing. And I, I got so good at that that I thought the way to make money was to go become an architect. So mm-hmm. I went and got an architecture degree and realized, wait a second, I don't like making buildings. Okay, that won't work. <laughs> and then I went into my second um, field, which was uh, music. Um, and I, I, that's where I really found myself. It was music. Mm-hmm. And from there, I've done so many other things. But video for me, sort of following in, in, your, st- in your footsteps here, has been the one place where everything comes together. Whether it's, it's a song that I'm writing or I'm creating in, in one way or the other, video just covers all of it. So that, that's really cool. So, you oh, know, one of, the, one of the things that, you know, I'm excited about is, is learning more about video marketing and how it works and how it can help people achieve their entrepreneurial dreams. You know, could you share with us either your current customers or just customers in general that you go after? Who are the people who would benefit the most from the kinds of video marketing that you teach and share um, about? Absolutely. So I hone in specifically on service-based business owners because as a service-based business owner, your time is capped. Mm. You are trading time for money and there's only so much time in the day, which means there's only so much money that you can make. And I also believe that when you are the service-based business owner, you are there on the forefront of your industry delivering things for your clients. You are taking action. You are making it happen. You know the practical application of whatever it is that you are delivering. Mm -hmm. And so you are on the forefront of the industry, whether you believe it or not. A lot of us deal with imposter syndrome. Well, who am I to know this or that? kind of thing. But it's like, well, if you're getting paid to do it, you know what you're doing. (laughs) You know what's up. So so I really hone in on service-based business owners. And I think that when you start using video, it starts to really shift your entire, the entire way that you go about creating, uh, doing like your marketing and your business in general. So you start to slowly educate people. You kind of pull back the curtain and you start to show people what it is that you do behind the curtain Mm -hmm. so that people can start to become aware of your process. They start to understand what they don't know that they don't know about it, why they need to hire you. And as you start doing this, 
you start to have a a regular stream of leads coming in, which as a service-based business owner, especially if you're like a solopreneur, right? You're out there Mm -hmm. hustling, you're landing clients, you're doing sales calls and you're delivering on it. At the, All same, at the time. same time. Yeah. <laughs> and you get caught up delivering and it's like, oh shoot, I forgot to prospect. Now I have no one. Yeah. And you go through these up and down cycles and it's like, it's just exhausting. You get caught in the rat race and you feel this, this deep desire to make a bigger impact than you're currently making. You're skilled at what you do, but you don't know how to escape it. And I would say video is your route to escape it. Wow. So, Yeah. (laughs) I think video is the first step. And then I think I really am putting my foot down in terms of specifically, if I'm really, really niching down, it's service-based business owners that are transitioning to the online course model. Well, you know, um, there's a saying that goes, um, a a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Um, It's because you're a service-based business person yourself, and you've been that, that this is very natural for you. It's an extension of what you do to actually help people who are like you. And I'm the same way. It's just a powerful model. In fact, to be honest, when I first created my, my course that I have out, um, I simply thought about myself. I was the avatar. <laughs> Which is a great way to do it. You know, we <laughs> should was, be our avatars. Yeah, I was the avatar. So um, <laughs> I, I totally understand um, that focus. Um, tell us about video specifically. You know, <clears throat> I, I look at... Um, people like you and I who have the problems of lead generation, the problems of content marketing, the problems of, well, how am I going to get my next client? Or like, where? Where are they coming from? All this stuff. How do you see video as being an advantage over other mediums that are out there today? So video is this, and so, so, so many people think that video is hard, right? Mm. Video is challenging. It takes forever. It takes so much time. It's so expensive if you hire, right? Yeah. And while that can be true, and we'll get to like how to kind of break that down to make it a little easier later, but what's beautiful about video is in some ways it is so much easier because with every other form of marketing, you have to be so particular about every little thing because the slightest you know, your colors are going to impact the mood that you're feeling, that your customers are feeling, your fonts, your copywriting, right? How particular you have to be with your copy in order to really land someone and have them fully understand you. But with video, it's the closest thing to being in person with someone. So you show up and you just be yourself. And you're going to, you can be your nervous self, you could be your anxious self, but you are yourself and people will see it. They're looking into your soul and they just it just builds that no like and trust factor so much faster than any other form of marketing wow couldn't agree more on that note you promised me and i can't wait you promised me that you were going to share three tips and and by the way just just so you know if anyone can just listen to the things you're going to say and actually implement them i know because i've i've been watching all your videos there is tangible improvement that comes from actually implementing things the right way. So if you don't mind, can we jump into the three tips or the three steps that you have for getting started with video marketing online? Let's do it. I love it. So, you know, there's so many different ways that I could talk about getting started. And as I've started doing this, I've become more and more particular about 
these simple actions that you can take. And, and I'm really big into the one thing. So I'm all about what is the one thing that you can do such that by doing it would make everything else easier or necessary. And the one thing that you could do to start with video today is to have a time block for content creation in your week. Wow. You mean yeah. I can't just wake up and say, okay, I feel good now. Let's go make a video. <laughs> right. I mean, that is truly the number one mistake that people make is that you think that you're going to fit it in amongst everything else that you have going on. Well, if you're going to save it for the moment when you're inspired or the moment that you, you know, you have a little extra time on a, on a Saturday morning and you're going to make it happen or maybe try it in the evenings, you're not going to do it. Yeah. So you have to first make it a priority in your life. And in what I love too is like if you can just have a it, it's it's not even a time block for video necessarily. It is a time block for you to prioritize yourself amongst other clients. Which is a big problem for service-based business owners, right? We we you know allow something, You know something yeah, you just it. said there, which I find really interesting. You said, and I don't know if you intended to say this, maybe you can cl clarify. You said prioritize yourself amongst other clients. It's almost like you're a client too, right? Yes. Treat yourself with all the same, you know, rigor and care and everything. Is that what you meant? A hundred percent. Love We that. have to treat our business as if it is also a project, mm. you know, like you, I think, yeah, it's like if you, no one is going to just give you time, right? Ever. <laughs> it's like you have to take it and you have to say, I am in control of my own future. I am in control of my own time. And I think the best practice too is in some ways, tell your clients you're working on another client project. There you go. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're working on the client of me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and hold that time. Like, come figure out whatever you need to do to, to realign your schedule. And you know what? For the first X number of weeks, you might, that time block might roll around and you might just sit there, stare at your computer, get lost in the world of YouTube. And that's exactly what you need to be doing. That's it, you know? Maybe you don't film your first video for a month or more, but you are building the habit of sitting down and having a time block where you are going to be focused on yourself and content creation. Solid, solid. So what's step number two? Yeah, so step number two is really to get uncomfortable. Filming videos is so uncomfortable. <laughs> right? I, like did, when you first started, was your experience, like were you naturally comfortable on camera or did you have to kind of work through that? I think I, think I kind of cheated because I've, I've done like speaking um, quite a bit. And so okay. for me, I just need to figure out how to get these darn lights to light my skin up enough so someone could <laughs> see me because <laughs> I'm so dark. All you see is my teeth, you know? So I wasn't comfortable with the technology, but as far okay. as like just talking, I, I agree with you. It's the place where you can just be yourself. Um, I can never be anybody but myself. And so you turn the camera on, it's like, oh, let, let's go do me. <laughs> it's easy. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're right, though, like whether it is getting uncomfortable with the technology and in saying, you know what, this is a, there is resistance here. I do not want to have to figure it out. I don't want to have to learn all this stuff. That might be one way that you get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, the other way that you might get uncomfortable is if you are awkward on camera, which I was incredibly awkward on camera when I first started, like anxious, heart beating so fast, you'd hear it through the microphone. And it was, so it's like, whatever it is that makes you uncomfortable, whatever that resistance is that you are facing, there's a reason that you are facing that. And I believe that by breaking through that resistance within video, it's going to un unlock a lot of things in the rest of your life as well. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more about the getting uncomfortable. It's kind of like, um, I, there was a time when I got so daring with um, inviting people on my podcast. And by the way, that's the advantage I had is I've been doing podcasting for a while. So I wasn't afraid right. of, of, of talking or, you know, c communicating on video. It's just the, the technology stuff I had to figure out. <laughs> but I got so bold once that I started inviting people like Neil Patel to my video podcast and Rand Fishkin and a whole bunch of other top influencers. And like almost all of them said no, but out of the blue, Neil Patel said yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And I was shocked. It's like, okay, I'm actually going to interview. So to your point, most people would never even think of trying. You know, it's so uncomfortable to get these no's. So I just went all the way to the top because I knew it's all going to be no anyway. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm about to take that with <laughs> podcasting in general and like submit like, yeah, if you don't ask, it doesn't happen. It doesn't you know, happen. You, you never know. Yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. Um, so another thing about being uncomfortable, you know, not everyone gets on, tries it, is uncomfortable, but sort of gets over it and then becomes successful. Some of us need support or hand-holding or guidance. What mm -hmm. if someone says, you know, I've tried it. I'm still terrible on camera or I'm, I just can't talk. I'm, I, you know, I freeze. Do you have any tips for where they could go to get help? Absolutely. About that. Yeah. So let me even give you a quick exercise that you guys could do today, which I would recommend doing. Test mm -hmm. yourself. If not today, do it this weekend or something like that. <laughs> block. Time block. Do it. Time block. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> put your camera down somewhere, just your phone, right? Swipe over, get that camera app up, put it down in front of a window seal or wherever it is. It doesn't really matter. But just make sure that it's placed somewhere and you're not doing the selfie mode hand-holding because you're going to actually want to use your hands for this. So you're going to say the phrase, I'm blank. I'm Amanda Horvath and I'm testing out my on-camera personality to see what works for me on camera. And then you're going to say that same phrase in several different ways. So the first way is you're just going to say it in your normal voice like you're talking to a friend. Then you're going to do it 25% more excited. 50% more excited, and this time use your hands, move your shoulders, move your head, and then do 75% more excited, also incorporating those hand movements and all the body movements in general, and then over the top, go crazy with it, watch the video back, and that exercise alone is going to make you realize, oh, it's not me, yeah. it's that I haven't known what I'm doing on camera, and I... Ah. <laughs> So it's just like that getting, and you're going to realize that what feels super uncomfortable and mm. looks, it feels like it looks ridiculous, doesn't actually look ridiculous. Yeah. So it it's, it's almost like the, the, it's, we've been working in the dark. And so for once you get to actually see yourself, right? Exactly. A hundred percent. 
And, and then with, um, with the other like technical side of it, or if it's script writing or anything like that, if you need an actionable step of what to do, I highly, highly, highly recommend going to watch my quick start guide to video because it gives you homework. It gives I'm going to put a link to that uh, on this. So make sure you share that with us. I will. I absolutely will. And it just, it'll help you decide what are the first five video topics that I need to start with? What's my explainer statement that allows me to really hone in on who am I helping? What am I helping them do? And also how to write your script. So if you just learn those things and then you, you follow your inspiration to what kind of videos you should be creating, mm -hmm. that's going to be a great starting place and will get you, get you going at yeah. least. I have to say, I love that exercise you gave where you sort of start slow and then ramp up and ramp up and ramp up in, in emotion and excitability. I love that. Although I'm going to do that myself, but I'm going to work yes. backwards because I get excitable. That's my, that's the thing that makes me, you know, I, I use excitability to sort of get over my fear. So what I'll do is probably start from there and then try to slow down and slow down and do that too. <laughs> oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like that. <laughs> so what's your third big step that any of us can take today to get started with video marketing? So this is the step where it all starts coming together and starts to, to take off. And that is to get strategic. Mm. And in order to get strategic, it's not, sometimes I think strate like strategy can be overwhelming, right? It feels like, oh, I don't even know how to record a video, right? Like, how am I going to do all of these things? And you're going to learn through the process. So you have to trust the process. And the strategy is simple. You have to choose one platform do not try to do it all right like i am i just started on linkedin and i have completely fallen off on instagram because of it <laughs> like whenever you're learning a new platform you have a lot to learn yeah. and so one platform is enough don't try to spread spread yourself then then um you're going to choose a cadence that you can maintain whether that's one video per week if or you can you know, you can go a little crazy if you want. You can do a little bit more. But whatever it is, choose a cadence that you can maintain. And then the third part of this is you stay consistent no matter what. Wow. And you, you will know, learn so much through that process. You know, you know what, I'm, what I'm hearing as you say that is don't just learn by learning, learn by doing. Yes. So you're saying just get out there, pick a platform. In this case, you mean a social platform and just do it, right? Do it. I was on, I've been on LinkedIn forever. I'm only just now picking YouTube. Um, so I think for us, it's reversed. You've been on YouTube, you've got lots of uh, subscribers and so on. Um, do you find that there is a different sort of audience and a different behavior requirement coming to LinkedIn from YouTube? Absolutely, and from Instagram too. So. I followed my own advice when I started. I did, for the first eight months, I only did YouTube. And the, I posted on the other platforms merely, here's my thumbnail, this is what this week's video is about, go check it out, right? Which doesn't work very well, but people see it, they start to kind of understand what you're doing, it's just building awareness, it might not get that much engagement, it slowly starts to build your YouTube channel. But I strictly was focused on learning YouTube. And then I started on Instagram and just kind of playing around with that. Yeah. And, and then now at 
close to two and a half years is when I'm now adding my third platform, which is LinkedIn. And it's fascinating, actually. So YouTube, people want to hang out with you. People want to be in your energy. They'll spend 15 minutes with you. You, you upload a 30-minute video, let's, let's watch that 30-minute video. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Let's hang Not out. so much, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I will say, I will say actually on YouTube too, um, you, if you're, people want to hang out with you once you kind of have a presence, right? Mm -hmm. But initially, people want a result. So it is a search engine. If you are producing content for YouTube, you need to think of it as a search engine. Yeah. What is your ideal client searching that would get you to pop up? So that's the strategy there. Then with Instagram, it's like a personal diary. What's going on with you? What's, what, what's happening in your life? Like, who are you? What are the thoughts that you have? What are the, you know, are you exploring the creative side of yourself and taking photos for the first time and, you know, getting uncomfortable and creating videos, like all that kind of stuff. It's that essence. And then on LinkedIn, and I've just now started, just started diving into it. It's, mm -hmm. it's very much, we're, we're here for business people. Yeah. Give me the tips. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Do not tell me your diary, <laughs> you know, like no Instagram kind of stuff. Let's cut to the chase. What are the, what, how are you going to hook me in your post? What are the three tips that I'm going to get from you? And if, and you optimize your profile to um, have people reach out to you in your DMs or schedule a sales call with you or whatever, and you just start talking. And it's amazing to me. The, if you are just getting started, LinkedIn is a gold mine, which is why I'm going all in on it to like really learn it myself. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I've been on this side, the LinkedIn side for quite a bit. One thing I have noticed, though, about LinkedIn is that nowadays, different is actually good. Because I used to be kind of concerned about sharing my music on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I've, I've actually shared my music before and someone goes, look, this is not appropriate. I don't, I'm not interested. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, wait a second. But now I could literally play my guitar on a video on LinkedIn and there's curiosity. They're like, hey, who's this different guy who's playing music in the workplace? <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. I'm, and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying discovering the the whole difference uh thing. Yeah, I would I would love to I'll comment on that real quick and I would love to hear your differences because I think that's it's valuable because the reason that you choose one platform is because it's you figuring out how you show up on that platform. Yeah. And it's not the same on all platforms. So that's why you don't do all of them, right? Yeah. But um, on that note, what I found fascinating about LinkedIn is you can curate your audience. Mm. If you want to search for musicians on LinkedIn, you can do a search for musicians using keywords and you go connect, 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 connect. Yep. And yep. now something that feels out of workplace or whatever is super relevant to those people that are you're connected with. So I think that's like a huge thing that separates LinkedIn from any other platform. What I would though, what I would say about YouTube that I find fascinating since I'm coming over there, this is my new newer experience. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear this. <laughs> what I would say, the first thing that struck me is that YouTube is a place of truth. Mm. It's brutal honesty and truth versus LinkedIn. I'll tell you why. So for example, if you put out a video that can I use this language? Sucks. <laughs> Nobody will watch it. 
Right. It'll actually, you will get the truth fast. There's just no, if you didn't get your titles right or your, your click through rate or whatever it is, didn't quite, it's a bad video. You will hear about it on the spot. But on so LinkedIn, true. but on LinkedIn, people will connect with you for, for almost no reason. Why? Because they want to expand their, their connection networks. And it's not quite as honest in, in terms of letting you know if your content is good or bad. It's just like, oh, okay, fine. Click connect. <laughs> You're so, so right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm enjoying YouTube because actually the funny thing is YouTube can help an entrepreneur find out what they've got that's good that other people actually want. Mm. There's no guessing on YouTube because you'll, you'll find out. LinkedIn, you got to work on that a little bit. <laughs> it's so true, which is why I tell people like starting on YouTube is intense. If you're just getting started with video, I don't recommend it. Like spend two or three months on LinkedIn first to kind of understand the psychology of people, being a little bit more of a uh, flexible play space, I guess, to mm -hmm. a certain extent, right? Where it's not so brutal and you're going to be fighting an uphill battle, right? Mm -hmm. I remember within, I started my YouTube channel in June 2018, and I was like, I'm going to have 5,000 subscribers by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I had 500. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I know I'm, you know, I'm, it's just such a slow crawl at the beginning. Well, I can tell you that um, one of the things that I find fascinating about your career path and, and the things you're doing is really that you're pursuing something that truly is your place of passion and happiness, and you're making it profitable through your courses, through your business mentoring, and, and so on and so forth. If we could close on your advice for other people who want to take that path. You know, it's not easy to jump out and say, hey, I'm just going to follow my dream and I'm going to do it. I mean, as someone who has done it, mm -hmm. what would be, and I know I asked for only three pieces of advice today, but if I could stretch that to one more, what would be your one nugget advice for people who want to pursue profitable happiness like you've done? I think it really comes back to choosing yourself. Mm -hmm. No one else is going to choose it for you. If you do not see your value, and this is internal deep work to see it, yeah. right? If no one else around you, if, if you're constantly being patted on the back, right, for whatever it is that you're doing, yeah, that's good, but we're not going to listen, then you have to say, you know what? No, I know because I have a, you know, like a spiritual connection to myself to like, God or whatever it is, the, the universe or however you want to put it, right? <laughs> In these days, a politically correct way yeah, of saying yeah. it. We've got to be careful then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you, if there is a voice inside of you that is saying you are meant for greatness and you are not playing up to that right now, listen to it and just put one foot in front of the other and do it. Wow. Thank you so much for that advice. Amanda, how can people find you, connect with you? Do you have some uh, special handles you can share with us so people can uh, come learn more from you? Absolutely. So amandahorvath.com is the best way. You'll find that quick start guide to video. You'll find all of my social media links at the very bottom of it as well. Um, obviously, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Those are my platforms. And yeah, pretty much Amanda Horvath. Just yeah, amandahorvath.com. 
Do you have any exciting new things that you're promoting right now? Um, I know you, you knew, I know you just launched a, a, a new course because I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> but what else? Uh, what 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 are you most excited about that you can share? Right. So the way that my course works is I like to run through it with people live. Mm. So I have several different enrollment periods throughout the year. And I've done two so far this year, and I'm gearing up for a third cohort to come through the program in December. So December 8th will be that. And we are going to kick off the new year together, the first eight weeks of the new year, really running, making it happen for you guys. So if I think with courses, the thing with it is, you know, it's hard to get yourself to believe in yourself to really make it happen. But if all it takes is, clicking purchase, making that commitment to yourself, and then having someone else carry you the rest of the way and guide you on that experience. I think that's, that's really what I'm excited about is get learning, like who, who, meeting the new people. Who, who are the new faces that are going to come into this world that are going to really take off you know, with, with their own message? So that, that gets me excited. I have to put in a plug for something you just said that I, I truly, truly believe in, and that is working with people one-on-one. You know, I can't tell you how many online influencers and successful people like yourself who have instead a model where they just send you to go watch some videos. And so many of us, myself included, need someone to hold our hand sometimes and sort of guide us. So the fact that you're doing that one-on-one with your groups and with your people in person, I think that's powerful. And I want to thank you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for being a guest on the Profitable Happiness uh, podcast. And I wish you the very best as you continue to pursue your profitable happiness. You as well. I know you will go very far. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Take care now. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember... Get happy first and success will follow.